The Dragon Rewrite is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know armadillos originally invented pan-fried dumplings? Oh. And pans. And frying things. <laughs> but <laughs> not dumplings. <laughs> that already uh, existed. The dumplings have been around for a thousand years, so don't be stupid, right? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become uh, TV shows, right? Which well, become podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> podcasts about TV shows. Yeah, wheel just keeps on turning. Yeah. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to talk about episodes two through four of the Wheel of Time TV show. I guess really, just if anything else, uh, we're pretty far through the entire book series, so if you haven't read through... Yeah, like this is gonna be very spoilery. Extremely yeah. spoilery because we're, we're extra gonna, spoil it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna like spoil we're gonna it so go hard. out of our way to tell you everything that happens to all the characters, and right. we don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> some of it we'll be making up, and you won't even know what's made up. Yeah, we don't know if it's a spoiler, but we're gonna try and spoil it anyway. Yeah. Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, start with episode two. The, as you said, this is in Shadow Logoth. Yeah, they they take a, a jaunt to Shadow Logoth. This is a cool place to hide from the Trollocs. Is I, it? A place I, that even Trollocs won't go to because it's so lame. Before we get to Shadow Logoth, I do want to point out that on the way out of uh, the two rivers, because they, they do take that <clears throat> brief stop in Terran's Ferry mm-hmm. and kill the one guy they met from Terran's Ferry. Yeah. Uh, remember? So he they sink his ferry. Oh, yeah. They, they ruin his livelihood and then and then refuse to help his son. He's still on the other side, yeah, with the tr- stuck with the Trollocs now. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. He swims out to his ferry, and then she just keeps sinking it. Well, maybe he shouldn't have been such a dick. And it's like, this. then Moraine is like, oh, I didn't kill him. He killed himself by doing, being stupid, which is really like, I was just swinging my fist, and his face happened to be there. <laughs> I, right? thought, I, was, I was like, that, that's stretching the, <clears throat> stretching the oats a little bit there. But, yeah. you know, in, in, in Moraine's defense, they were Terrence Ferry folks, so... Right, that, that yeah. sucks. I, mean, I think that's actually in the oaths. I will not use the one power as a weapon, except against total douchebags like Terrence Ferry folk. Yeah. yeah, look at that guy. Oh, he loves his family. He wants to save them. Yeah, we're, we're going to... He gets mad when we destroy his boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get into the Aes Sedai using the power in very interestingly creative, defensive ways. Yeah. Uh, we also, in this, uh, we did have some, some dreams, some, some of the early Rand dreams. Yeah. Devil dreams. Yeah. Rand, Rand, it's Rand actually pretty dreams. good. Yeah, yeah. I thought they looked pretty good. I like the balls of one they've got going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, in this one, he had some bats that, uh, were, I guess he vomited a bat into the real world, which is like, it's kind of a, though that never happened in the books. That is a callback to the, the idea yeah. that his dreams are influenced in well, the real the world. It's the kind of thing that would have happened, you know, like, yeah. a, like a rat that slips on a, on a banana peel and, and falls down and then he wakes up and there's a rat that has fallen down. <laughs> and a little slide whistle plate. <laughs> I think that was a thing. They wake up and there's a bunch of dead rats one, at one point, yeah, right? Like their backs are broken. Right, weird. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, they, sure. and they, they, they run into some white cloaks, um, which they, they pass as non-channelers. And the white cloaks, we see the white cloaks kill an Aes Sedai who can't defend herself for some reason? Yeah. They chopped off her hands. Okay, oh, so did they? Yeah, 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 they removed her hands, which oh. I, I suppose is how they, because in we this is this is from the books. The the Aes Sedai from the White Tower can't channel without their hands because they learn to do the weaves with the hands. It's like a thing, right? 
Uh, and yeah, I, I think Zoomer points that. out how it's silly because you don't actually need to do that, but that's the way they, but they all learn it that or way. Or they could have had fork root. It seems like that's a badly kept secret. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we, we never hear about that until it becomes narratively convenient around yeah. book seven or so. <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, the white white cloaks look pretty different than than I think any of us would probably uh, imagine them, but they're still pretty sinister for what they are. I found their, I know, Alice, you like the costume designs, but I found their costume to be very silly. Oh, really? Because they, they, they have that one armored arm, right? They got a big pauldron on one shoulder. Yeah, that's where they, that's where they turn it towards the, you know, towards, towards, <laughs> turn towards the enemy. They, they all, that's, uh, white cloaks always fight to the left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't very practical, but I thought, it, I thought it looked cool. And I thought their, their outfits were very, like, striking, you know? Mm. Although, yeah, maybe not very practical. Right. Then they, they, that, I also thought Rand is being a real jerk mm. in that episode. Yeah. Uh, he's like being the Matt character where he's like being like a kind of a jerk to Egwene, um, which is an easy thing to be, but also he's being really selfish and stuff. I seem to remember in the early books, they fought a lot. Didn't Rand and Egwene like bicker constantly? It was I kind of irritating. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think it's, it's hard for me to remember. So I could be, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I believe I remember them all kind of being frustratingly uh, bickering. Yeah. And then finally, yeah, they go to Shadar Logoth. Oh, and, and there was the Manetherin thing, right? There was, uh, Maureen kind of tells them the story of Manetherin and they have that little song. I don't know. What do you think of that? Um, it's all right. Yeah. Like, I, it, that actress does her best, but I think it's always pretty boring to just watch somebody tell a story mm. to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair. And there, because in the books, there was this whole element where the, the, the townsfolk were all like wanted, with torches and pitchforks wanted to, to run Moraine out of town or whatever. And then she's like, why do you all suck so much? Your ancestors were great. Remember the blood of Manetherin. But at this point, she's just like, well, here's the story of some people that are related to you that you've never heard of. Yeah. They, they sing the song. The song was nice. Yeah, the song's nice. All the songs have been pretty all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but, but the definitely like there, the main event of this was definitely Shadow Logoth, right? Of yeah, this, yeah. Of this, uh, yeah, the, and they, they get to Shadow Logoth. And it's really, really cool. Yeah, the scale was kind of amazing, right? Like, yeah. It was huge. It doesn't make any sense that you, you would defend your city by building a wall with no gates all the way around your city. <laughs> because I don't, you don't need a magic, you know, eldritch evil to explain why everybody died in the city. <laughs> if you built a wall around it that no one could get through. I mean, they could have farms inside the walls, right? We didn't see any. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were surrounded by a river, at least on part of the sides. Yeah. And, it's, you know, cities are supported by, like, Acres and acres, miles and miles of farmland in all directions, right? Maybe they built it later? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. they had magic farms. They could have had magic farms. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they should have, somebody should have asked this. Matt should have asked this. Well, they're all farmers here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody had questions about that, huh? Yeah. I was very disappointed we didn't meet Mordeth. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean, I, I get that Mordeth isn't particularly important to the story if you think about it right like more death exists in a couple of scenes and then gets absorbed by pat and fane and if, we never care again, if right? we but, met pat and fane we should have met more death yeah i i mean it would be yeah. you'd have to cast an actor for one episode right i mean they could have gotten pat and fane to do it put them in some weird ass makeup <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe but i think all these episodes have actors that are only in one scene right or one episode right yeah he's just a, he's a very he requires a very particular talent, I would say, to, to do him well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, you're right. I, 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 I was I was disappointed we didn't get more death. Um, and, I, and I missed that scene from the books where 
they're you know they're he shows up and they're like what's up with you and he's like nothing would you like some riches <laughs> and they're like actually we're kind of hungry oh there's a room full of food over here <laughs> yeah. yeah it could have been it could have been a really fun scene I I think that uh, a theme that I'm beginning to really feel and we'll talk more about it as we go is that they just didn't have enough time to do all the things they wanted to do you know and they have they're having to rush through a lot of stuff it feels like. Yeah, well, it's funny that they're rushing through stuff when they've also added a bunch of stuff. It's yeah, true. like it's Matt's true. entire backstory with his family that I could not care less about. Yeah, yeah, and parents' whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but episode two ends with uh, Nynaeve sneaking up on Lan, which is... Yeah, you know, that's good. That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing that could happen. Yeah. yeah. And they all get separated uh, as the, the darkness of Shadow Logoth chases them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which, they all, I guess, run to opposite city walls and, <laughs> and jump over. I guess it wasn't that big of a city then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to episode three. Which starts with some Nynaeve braid tugging, though maybe not yeah, necessarily. That, was, yeah, a Trolloc tugging Nynaeve braid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at least a braid got tugged, and that's that's good. Yeah. That's correct. It was a... It was, Pretty pretty solid Trolloc scene. I, I thought it was interesting that the it gets resolved because uh, the Trolloc finds a wounded Trolloc and tears it apart and eats it, which is, you know, actually pretty Trolloc behavior, right? I mean, but he was dragging Nynaeve out there so that he could eat Nynaeve. Like, Nynaeve is... You're a Trolloc. What are you going to eat? Some Like, your stupid, sweaty Trolloc brother that you've been traveling with for a thousand miles or this fresh, young village wisdom you just uh, found? Why you, would you pick the, the other one? Both, right? Like, if you're a Trolloc, you want to eat both. So you, you eat the one that's, like, dying right now and you keep the other one for later for cooking. Uh, I guess you could do that because it seemed like it really seemed like he was going to eat her right then. Oh yeah, I suppose and so. he's like, I'd rather eat the guts of this other dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was a little. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Trollocs Trolo- when they're not under. Maybe Trollocs taste great to Trollocs, and it's just then it never comes up in the book. <laughs> it's true. But uh, yeah, she gets away. That's how she got away. And then I guess she just went went after uh, the others. Yeah, she, I, I assume from there she would go back to the village, and then they would say they they left, and then she would track them. Yeah. Which would explain how she ended up with a you know blade to Lynn's neck, right? And that's the episode where Rand and Matt went to the village, right? Uh, the mining y- village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mining village where uh, they meet Tom Marilyn. Yeah, they finally meet Tom Marilyn, who we we were missing, although we didn't mention it before. But... Country western singer Tom Marilyn. Yeah, troubadour Tom Marilyn. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's interesting how they treated the Gleeman in this because. I, I, when we first meet Tom Marilyn in the books, he's at their their Beltine, right? So it's like a big spectacular event. So he's yeah. doing fire fire breathing and, and juggling. They, and, and he's supposed to be, they were supposed to be more like rock stars in that world. Like it's a huge deal when the Gleeman shows up. And here he was just kind of like a dirty singer. Yeah. It you, wasn't particularly good at singing or yeah, like and, right. and they're in a bar, everybody's drinking and, and he comes up. Everybody goes super silent, and he sings this really slow, sad song. Mm-hmm. And then everybody goes, just goes back to drinking and laughing. Yeah. yeah. It's and weird. Why would he do that? Yeah, yeah, the bartender has to kind of like break the tension, where he was supposed to be this consummate performer who yeah. could read the room, you know? I, I think it would have been really interesting if they had had Tom like really, like, like bringing the party up instead of like bringing the party down. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what he's supposed to do, right? He's supposed to be the, the, the most entertaining thing these people have ever seen in their lives. Yeah. And like that, man, just that, that first scene, remembering back on that when he's juggling and everybody's just absolutely entranced by him right, and yeah. he's like telling those cool stories about moss and mosque and murk and stuff like that. Right, like, yeah, man, that would have been so great. And that's the scene where like 
he's he's doing his fire breathing and stuff, and then Moraine just walks by and he sees yeah. her and he clocks her as an Aes Sedai, which no one else does. Yeah, yeah. And he's immediately like stops what he's doing and is very polite to her and makes sure he's not like messing with her. Yeah. It's really cool. You can see that he's like he knows more than anybody else around him. He's a man mm-hmm. of the world as well as being super cool. Yeah. yeah. And he had a cloak with many colors, you know, which in this they just it's like he's got the cloak, but it's like got a lot of patches on the. He's got the coat with the patches on the inside. It's like the showrunners are saying, "Oh, that's that's lame. We're just not going to do that." Yeah, we like need we, everything grim dark. But that's the cool part, right? I I I, I kind of yeah, I agree. I I don't. I'm not sure. I understand why they decided not to make Tom spectacular because like that's that that's very much his character when he's in performer mode. Not always, right? But when he's in performer mode, he's like eye catching and like you know just yeah. just everyone everyone like watches him. And, yeah, I mean, he performed for kings and queens. Yeah, but yeah. but in this case, he's he's yeah, he seems a, a lot uh, more somber. Yeah, he's um, just a, a bar singer. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I I I do like the way that they're treating his character, other than that part. Like he seems like kind of like wise, and he seems like he's kind of guiding them. You know, I, I appreciate that part of him, and and mm-hmm. it certainly seems mysterious. He's got a, a lot of uh, layers to him, I suppose. I guess, yeah, I, I'm I'm against it. I just yeah. don't. This doesn't read as Tom Maryland at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, definitely doesn't have his mustaches. Yeah, indeed, that that would have really helped. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, in this episode, we also got uh, Perrin's wolf dream, where uh, it was uh, he finds a wolf attacking uh, Lila, which I guess yeah, is so like, that's like yeah, attacking his dead wife in his dream, which has got to be a an actual dream, right? Because if that's a real wolf coming into his dream and like. Eating his dead wife in front of not him. Not cool, Hopper. Very not uncool, cool. Hopper. <laughs> yeah, was that Hopper? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it's in that dream. He also you have uh, flashes of balls in one, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You see the like fiery eyes. Yeah. In the background watching I liked it. that part. Yeah, outside the window. Really cool horror dream. It yeah. was. And uh, yeah, the other thing about Tom is they made him a thief. He, he robs Matt. No. no. Well, the, no, the other guy robs Matt. Then he took the the, the coin and then fucking steals it. He fucking steals Matt's purse. Yeah, which he would not have done. That wouldn't have tracked because he really quickly felt a avuncular. Yeah, yeah. Like that's he's just he wasn't a thief. He was he was an entertainer. Like that's yeah. not who he was. And the it's like the people making the show are like, ah, he's he's like a super cool guy. And what's super cool? Yeah, fucking stealing, pickpocketing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well. I'm not sure why they did that. I mean, he does end up giving it back, but still, it's kind of a. I'm not sure why. He, he did that in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he does it kind of as a joke, but like it's not very funny if you take all of someone's money right. in the world. They're literally just talking about how they don't have enough money to, to afford the place to stay for the night. And Tom's like, ha I got your money, suckers. Get fucked. Him going, though, to bury the Aiel, that did feel on character for him to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. And we got a little bit of information about who the Aiel are, too, which was cool. Yeah, that was nice. He also talks about his, his nephew, uh, and and what happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Although that's it, the way they use it to explain Matt's behavior is, I think, interesting. You know, yeah. That, like it's really clear in the show. Again, this is a spoiler if you are uh, not having read the books, but yeah, it seems clear that in the show they are really leaning into every person from the two rivers potentially being a dragon mm-hmm. for various reasons. You know, yeah, yeah. Like they were very quiet about the dagger that Matt has. Very quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think they they seem to have compressed a whole lot of stuff because I'm hoping in like the next episode they'll they'll deal with the dagger. With mm-hmm. Moraine will find them. 
Yeah, it's, because I, if, if I recall, that was about a thousand chapters in the book of Matt being shitty because he's got dagger sickness. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I kind of feel like the um, we're getting a little bit of like travel chapter compressed into two episodes. You know, right, the, yeah. two, two and three. They go to one village. Yeah, um, and Matt and and sorry, Matt and Rand are are fighting a lot, and it feels like that could be because of the dagger, but it. If you haven't read the books, I don't think that'll read. It'll track, you know? Yeah. It feels like you just don't understand why they hate each other. Yeah, because the dagger, the overt effects the daggers have is that he's got weird darkness magic in his mouth. Yeah. Um, and he, he forgets, loses where he is. He throws up sometimes, but that doesn't explain. Like, actually, Matt being kind of a pill is totally in keeping with his character from the first episode, right? <laughs> yeah. In, in this show. Yeah. Yeah. So you might just think Matt sucks. Which Maybe he does. He did in the first book, as all of us recall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, all this stuff with the barmaid dark friend I thought was kind of wacky. Well, this did sort of happen. It wasn't the barmaid. It was like there, this. At, at one point, they did get attacked by the woman with the flaming dagger. That's right. right? Yeah, Lady Shein. Yeah. We found out later that's her name, and she's still in the books, right? She still yeah, shows up that all is the true. time. But it happened around this time, right? Is that yeah, when they got attacked? In these chapters. But this stuff, the way they staged it, where she's like, haha, I've locked the door, and now I have your sword, so there's nothing you can do. But I don't understand why he couldn't just open that door. She locked it. With a key? Yeah. From the inside? Yes. She, so it's a lock that could be locked with a key from the inside of the room? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> how, that's how, isn't that how those old doors worked? Weren't they, they just like a dual key kind of thing? Were they? From yeah. either side. Yeah, you can do it from yeah, either it was, side. It was a keyhole that so goes straight through. So if you lose through. the key, you can't get out of your own room? Well, yes, not. you'd be locked in with the key, right? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, yeah, I would have to be in there with you. It, like, yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty. I, I believe that is actually true to yeah, design of those is. doors, even though it is stupid. Yes, I've, I've stayed in houses like that where yeah, the it, key can open it from the outside or the inside. But a building like that, why would it even have a keyhole in this room, right? Why would uh, it just well, have a latch to well, to lock in? You know, and, guys and who are like potentially a, the dragon. Well, yeah. she, yeah, she is. Catch she, dragons. <laughs> well, she is a dark friend, and she does seem to indicate that that room has been used for the various just purposes. just way too many questions. Yeah. And also, she's like holding the sword and he's like, oh, what do I do? She's got my sword. Yeah, like, it's like, dude, yeah. aren't you like a foot taller than her? Yeah, right? And she's not even looking at and you, And you're right? like she's, a farm boy? Yeah. Yeah. She she's holding like... it straight out at him like, it's it's super wacky. And then she chases them through the streets <laughs> I think with the sword. I think it's supposed to be he doesn't, it's his aversion to hurting women. I guess so. Yeah. 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 I, I get, and I guess this is where Rand's uh, Rand's power is revealed as he like breaks down the ironwood sure, yeah, door, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought not as dramatically as it happened in the books. True. Yeah, in, yeah, in the books it was just surprise lightning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also thought the way they characterized the dark friend was interesting because, you know, in the books we always have have the question, why would anyone be a dark friend, right? Yeah. Um, but in the show. The dark friends seem to believe that they are doing something righteous, right? Like, yeah, that, yeah. that was different. She was a true believer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked that. And Me too. If that if that's the way that they go with the dark friends in this series, I would yeah. be okay with that. It makes way more sense than most of the dark friends we see in the books, who immediately come to horrible ends yeah. all the time. <laughs> if she's like, yes, everyone, like everything around us is a nightmare, and the dark ones offering like a chance to like break this cycle, then yeah, you know, actually that makes sense. That yeah. actress. Gave great crazy eyes. Oh, she did, she did yeah. right? She she nailed that. She was. It, it's. I was sad that she died. I was kind of hoping that she would end up being like a recurring character, like Shane, because mm-hmm. she was doing a good job. She was. 
Yeah, but the, but Tom Marilyn uh, accidentally lost his that. dagger right in her throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd that dagger go? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, let me get yeah, that right. How much of that conversation did he hear? Because he went straight to the kill real fast. He must have been listening for at least a little while, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Tom Marilyn ends that conversation, and then I guess they they join him. We also get. Um, yeah, it's okay. So. Why did they just run out into the streets and say this lady is chasing us with a sword to everybody, to all the people there? I mean, she's part of the village, right? They could have... Yeah, the village could also have other, like, dark friends and stuff, and they're just strangers. I guess it could be, but... She's a local. But, like, if somebody chasing... The local barmaid chasing two people through the streets with a sword is not a usual occurrence. I would assume that they stole something. You don't know what it's like in Brendan Mm -hmm. Springs or whatever I don't know, yeah. Yeah. Nobody reacted. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there she goes again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She got a sword this time. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that uh, I like yeah I like some parts of this, but one of the, I did feel like there was a uh, a lot of kind of like shoehorned in dramatic dialogue in this episode mm-hmm. as well. It was kind of like I don't know they were trying to cover. It feels like they're trying to cover a lot of ground with uh with that stuff. I think so yeah. too. Yeah, but that's uh yeah. So they get away and they're hanging out with Tom now. Yeah. So episode four, uh, we get a little bit of backstory on Logan. Yeah. Who is, I guess, mad already and is hearing voices. It was interesting the way they represented the madness with like the the power making shapes and talking to him. I, I thought, I mean... Yeah, it's fine. It, it yeah, was interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, it was... Visual representation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was a kind of a cool way to, to have the, the taint represented in, in yeah. visual. As he is conquering uh, the, I guess... Gildan. Yeah, Gildan. Whatever that city is in Gildan. And... Uh, Converting the the king of Gaeld into his cause, yeah, mm-hmm. which was it was neat to to see. Yeah, I liked seeing that too because that's one of the things that the dragon does, right? He like can bend kings and queens to his will. He doesn't necessarily just kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. Matt and Rand and Tom are staying at the Grinwells farm. This scene has completely changed, which I don't really care about that scene. It's just weird what they did with it. Yeah, it's weird they chose to make them the Grinwells because Elsa Grinwell. And yeah. being a character for a few yeah, books. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And and it's weird that this that they're riding overland. They're not taking the road. Mm-hmm. They're just like going through the woods and they come to some farm in the woods. Yeah. It doesn't appear to have any fields anywhere near it. I thought it was kind of fun that they had the little girl had a doll of Birgitta. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Birgitta wants to travel. <laughs> Ugh, sorry, kid. Yeah. Yeah, so, but you know, it doesn't go well for the, the Grimwells, though. No, yeah, the yeah. fade shows up. I, I thought that was an interesting setup for that scene too, because you know you have another nightmare, right? Yeah. And when it was we'll see that that was a nightmare where he sees balls of oh he sees all of his friends, mm-hmm. yeah, like kind of hor- okay. horrible places, kind of wandering around. Yeah. And then Balsamon shows up and he wakes up and Matt is gone. Yeah, and you think it's Matt who's murdered everybody, but I it is that. actually the. I face. thought they were, that's where they were going with it. Is that Matt? Got dagger crazy and killed all those kids. I'm glad that wasn't it, though. I thought that was cool. I thought it was very horror. Yeah, spooky. Yeah, they they come into the room. They see you know him facing the the wall and just like all the dead the bodies around him and yeah, and he actually was dagger crazy, but it, yeah, but it actually allowed him to see the fade come out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool that too. That was neat. He holds the knife and points at the fade. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Nifty. Yeah, that was really slick. And then of course Tom Marilyn fighting the fade, which I thought was actually pretty cool looking. I uh, like the fight. I don't remember it at all. It was it was very uh, the fade moved very quickly. Tom was throwing daggers. It was like catching them and you know doing like lightning oh, yeah, fast movements. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so this was 
this was the scene in the books in Whitebridge where the Fade attacked them in like plain daylight in a crowd. Mm-hmm. And Tom attacked it to delay it. Yeah. And I guess that was too expensive or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But like Tom, he showed up last episode and he's this like bar singer. And then, then he sacrifices himself. The end. That's the end of Tom's arc. What the heck is going on here? Well, I mean, they're going to meet up with him soon, hopefully. But yeah, there, there was they missed no, a lot of traveling with Tom, I mean, right? In the books, they don't see him for books, right? I bet they'll He's be not bringing there until him the book back three. sooner, though. I yeah, bet they, they will. have to. Yeah, I guess so. It's I just, bet we'll see him before the end of the it's season. It's just very weak. Like they made that character very weak. Yeah, yeah. it is disappointing because he's definitely a favorite. Yeah, he's a fun, fun character for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we also get a bunch of stuff with the Tuathon. Yeah, because Perrin and Egwene meet up with the Tinkers. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really like the way they did the Tinkers. Like yeah, they, they were cool. When they first appeared, I was like, their clothes aren't nearly bright enough, you know, although they were colorful. <laughs> but their wagons look great. I love the, like, the Tinker wagons. Yeah. And uh, they have some really good conversations about like the way of the leaf that I thought were pretty on. Yeah, they delivered the philosophy pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And you could definitely see how it would appeal to Perrin. And how he would have problems with it. And sometimes you just got to chop your wife up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, they show them partying, which is like pretty Yeah, pretty that was awesome. awesome. I, yeah. I, I think the, the Tuathon have it figured out, really. Yeah, yeah. right? Uh, every, I, I think I felt the same way with, with the books as I did with uh, watching it. I was like, man, they should just stick with the traveling folks. And just like I could see why people you know, would want to leave their families and go do the... Yeah, that was really nice. I, yeah. they, did those, they did those people great. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm kind of tired of the Matt wants to go home stuff that they because I gotta go take care of my, my sisters yeah why can't they just have him be like I want to find riches and adventure yeah that, that's what he was like yeah that's yeah, who he, he was he, he didn't want to do this there was the tension because he didn't want to do what Rand was doing but he didn't want to just go home yeah. yeah he was like I want to go explore the world yeah yeah I'm, I I, uh, I can't tell where they're going with Matt and I again I, I definitely remember disliking Matt in the beginning of the book series but for different reasons and i wonder i wonder how they're going to handle this whole dagger thing because right now it's it's difficult to tell if this is matt or if this is the dagger because of the way they've set it up right yeah, it, it, it seems like in the show the dagger is not affecting his personality it's just making him sick and like making him you know go crazy sometimes right and and tom is uh reading that as oh this is the the channeling sickness or whatever yeah mm-hmm. Because, of course, Tom doesn't know about the the corrupted evil dagger that, <laughs> right. that no, Matt's no. got in his pocket. It's not that evil that makes people crazy. It's a different evil that makes people crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's got to get in line. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff with uh, the Aes Sedai. Because Maureen and Lan and Nynaeve have hooked up with a group of Aes Sedai, including Leandrin Sedai, who are transporting Loghain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a weird, like, politic thing, which is, I, not from the books, but... Feel, reads as something that is very Aes Sedai where some of them want to do they want to just steal him outright and others are like no we have to like go to the tower that did, that did feel to me like a very Aes Sedai thing where they're, they're yeah. all maneuvering each other around that you know, to competing uh, aims but yeah. I did like seeing the different Ajas working together that was nice that was good yeah yeah that was very cool I agree and uh you do. Th- we do get some characterization of the different ajas on, on a very uh, high, like very um, superficial level. Right. We get a sense for what the red aja is and, and what the green aja I, is. I did like the the faint eye rolling that all the other I said I had for Moraine. Like <laughs> yeah. Moraine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's the Moraine. The boring again. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, selfless Moraine. There's oh, definitely some shade being thrown there. Oh, yeah, right. no, she talked to you? Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I like the contrast between the sniping between the Aes Sedai and how the, <laughs> the warders were all just sort of having a good old camp out. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> it, it, that, that was actually pretty great. And, and I don't know if that felt very wardery because the warders are, are, tend to all be rather stoic, but... Yeah, yeah, I think that was kind of fun. I, I mean, Lan basically had about ten times the level of emotion he's supposed to have for yeah. the role. But I guess you have to make some concessions to the visual medium. I saw him smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was fun. And did you catch, too, we saw a, either a gay or a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, it seemed to be what was going on with Alana and her warders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nynaeve even uh, said, are they all going to? And they're like, just don't worry about it, you know? Yeah. 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 Probs. Yeah. But the two guys, at least, were definitely a couple. Yeah, yeah, they were they were being very affectionate, and then they went off with Alana together. So, right. Yeah. So that's nice. I, I think that the world could use more of that. Yeah. In this, uh, I guess, the real world too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Representation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then they have a big battle because Logain's army attacks them for some reason. They're trying to re- they're trying to rescue Logain. Yeah. Because since the king of Gaeldun is now a convert, he brought his army. Yes, and notably, Alana kills the king of Gaeldun. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, she was yeah. murdering a lot of people. She killed a lot of people. Like, the, like how, <laughs> she was how protecting it. Okay. She's not even looking. How, <laughs> like, they're literally blowing up people behind her. I mean, okay. She, yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, if it's like, if I think this person might at some point in the next three years become a danger to me, I can kill them. They were definitely bending the, the, the oaths. I, I did see, okay. So I thought they did their best to, to kind of show the line, right? So, they fire all those arrows and Alana stops the arrows and then they start charging and she mm-hmm. waits. And when they start, get close, she's like, okay, now, now I can turn it around and kill him with the arrows. Yeah. They- I, I don't feel like it was, it was that clear. No, it was not. Yeah. Uh, and they- I thought the battle scene just sucked, right? It's just a bunch of people running through the woods, like, like zombies just charging into the explosions and dying. Yeah. Like, it was, why were they doing that? Uh, it was difficult to see what was going on. Other, they did all right. I mean, they had archers and they, they took out a couple of folks, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking at body count, it was like a hundred to one or something like that. Although, you know, I said I are worth more than combat wise, are worth a lot more than. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a little unimpressed by their scouting as well and protecting. Yeah, right. Yeah, Aren't like those... they kind of set up some wards, I guess, but then they were practically on them. Yeah, they were on them inside a minute. Yeah. And what are the warders doing? Don't yeah, they exactly. Go out and scout a lot. That's a, that's their whole thing. That's yeah. It's supposed to be a thing. Yeah. It just they just needed to have a battle, right? It's episode four, time for a battle. Deep, deep, deep. Yep. There was some fun, like, uh, fight. I mean, the battle itself was, was a little chaotic, but there were some fun scenes within the battle. Like, there was that really nice tableau where it was, like, Alana and her two warders, like, posing or whatever. Like, yeah, that was kind of fun. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a little, it was a little, right. a little strange. That was also that Loghain could escape yes. in the confusion. Uh, and because he, he hadn't pushed really hard before. He decided to push really hard right now. He was just testing him. And yeah, then, yeah. then he did it. But now he's stilled. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we saw them link. Yeah, we got yeah. to we got to see them link, and then uh, yeah, and I, of and course, yeah, he he landed. blows up. Yeah, he blows up the the guy's axes, and then that that sends out shrapnel that that eviscerates all the Aes Sedai, and then Nynaeve comes in and it gets Enlan. Yeah, and Enlan and cut Lan's throat, and they're all gonna die except Nynaeve comes in and does a super powered AOE heal uh, that heals everybody all at once, which was 
actually pretty sweet. They look, yeah, it it looked, okay looked pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I know I'm pretty negative about this, but I really liked when they linked and they all did that hand pose. Link mode. <laughs> I, I have enjoyed cool. watching every single time they show women channeling. I've enjoyed the way it looks. Yeah, it's I, good. I, I, it's, it's good. The actresses are doing a good job with the hand movements and yeah. the effects are working really well with what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And if you watch, I think they're consistent about what the, the movements are. Like they like they do specific movements for, for specific weaves, which makes sense based on what we understand about the way that they learn things in the yeah. chart, right? Yeah. Uh, which I thought is cool. I know that was something we had talked about before when the series came out is how they were going to handle weaves visually since it's not supposed to be something you can see. Uh, but I, I actually really like the way they've done it. And I think it's cool that they... So something else we discussed is the fact that you can't see weaves, uh, you know, women can't see men's weaves or whatever, right? Yeah. And they talk about that in the show. They're like, oh, he's channeling right now, but we can't see it. It's weird, you know? Yeah. So that, I think that's the first time they brought that up. Yeah. That not everybody can see the weaves. And, you know, there's a difference. Yeah. As as the viewer, we've seen weaves. We've seen men weave and we've seen women weave visually. Yeah. So, I don't know. Also, the thing they did, very interesting. They the She, the, what's her name? The barmaid, she said that there were five of them, right? It's one of the five people. And yeah. That's like five. That doesn't make any sense because it's it's naive, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's implied and, that and she's Maureen has already ruled out naive, I think. Uh, but but I'm I guess not sure about that. I guess yeah. the dark one hasn't. Yeah. yeah, but don't know for sure. Yeah. But I love the moment where like the power of naive, like Logan sees the power of naive and realizes that he he ain't shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he feels like he's like oh I'm I'm so strong I must be the the dragon reborn. He's like oh damn you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Moraine made reference too to Egwene being even stronger than Logan. She thinks. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, was I guess Moraine didn't in, didn't realize how strong Nynaeve was for whatever reason, you know, or, or maybe didn't realize she could channel it all. Cause she's a, she's got kind of a weird, I don't know. Yeah. No, she, she knew she could channel. That's right. Cause you yeah. mentioned the, the wind thing, right? Yeah. But she had the block. Yeah. So that was cool to see. Yeah. I'm glad she finally used her, used her power. Yeah. And she, she used it for healing, which is totally on brand for Nynaeve, right? That's, yeah. that's what, what, that's what drives her is like this, this needing to save people who are hurt. Yeah, so it was a pretty cool, pretty cool little action scene. Although I think the battle sucked, but that little scene with Loghain escaping and, and stuff that all worked pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. So yeah, uh, I uh, overall I'm having trouble with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know that I'm, I'm the one who's who tends to be more supportive of the show, but uh, I am struggling. I'm, I'm I'm one thumb all the way down, and the other thumb like ninety percent of the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find reasons to like this, but like. It, it, they just made like a pretty generic fantasy series out of yeah. it, right? This could be. This doesn't have to be Wheel of Time. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm still like some when they start actually saying something Wheel of Timey or something interesting happens or something that is connected to the books happens. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is this is something I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are not not as often as we would like. I guess. Yeah. I, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna stick with it uh, for sure. I, I, I can see where they're what they're trying to do and where they're trying to go with it. And I hope I'm, I'm trying to maintain my optimism about it, but I did find, especially I think it was the second, no, the third episode. I think the third episode so far was the weakest of mm-hmm. the four for me. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it was primarily a lot of the, like this dialogue where they were trying to cover a lot of ground with the, the character arcs and like just conversations that didn't necessarily feel like they made sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that made it hard for me, but Again, the visual stuff is really cool. There have been, we, I think we all talked about uh, while we were watching. We all commented on the the 
visual scenery, the places they were, were all really striking. Yeah, yeah. Interesting from... We noticed that it's kind of funny that they're all like half a night's walk away from Shadar Logoth, but they're in completely different biomes. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, when Matt and Rand come out, they're in this like really craggy, rocky terrain. Yeah. Uh, Nynaeve and Lan and Moraine are in this like lush, like green forest. Yeah, Yeah, like a deciduous forest. And... uh, uh, was it Perrin and Egwene are in this like yeah. dry, scrubby grassland? Yeah, but but the terrain does look really good. That's it one does. of the, that's one of the nice things. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Uh, it's beautiful uh, visually. I think I think that's the thing that stands out most about the show is it's visually really uh, beautiful. Mostly. So it just seems like like a gray, muddy muddle. Well, me. that's true. It, it, when, like whenever when, whenever they're in a town or whenever the people are talking. No, you're right. It's it's the scenes where they 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 pan out and show like a lot of stuff happening. That's that's when it's cool looking. But like yeah. when they're walking through a town, it's it all. Yeah. You know, looks cold you know what and they dirty. really need? What? A character with a really colorful cloak. <laughs> you know, yeah, he really would have stood out in that tavern. It would have been <laughs> yeah. really eye-catching if he had that damn Gleeman's cloak. Yeah. Why did they do the Gleeman's cloak? Oh, I know, right? I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of uh, a good idea of, of what they did wrong with Tom. It's like he should have been, he should have been that Gleeman's cloak, right? Yeah. Everything about him should have been that. What did you think, Alice? I'm just bored. Yeah, I, I, again, especially, especially for episode three, I was like, all right, let's move it along, you know? Yeah, but to be fair, I was bored a lot in the first few books, too. Pretty much any time it was Rand and Matt, I was like, oh, God, this is the worst. Yeah. And Perrin's pretty fucking boring, too. So no, that's maybe really it'll pick up. Well, no, that's, that's rough, because those are the main characters. I know. Right? Maybe but, it'll pick up. But, yeah. but, you know, I mean, like, I think that's something we talked about in the books at great length is how Rand is probably... For me, at least, one of my least favorite characters yeah. in the books. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's Dark Rand kind of sucked, but at least he wasn't normal Rand. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, we, um, I think Alice and I struggled, at least in the early books, because the, the main characters were, were not, not very interesting. Any, any of them were not very interesting in their, their interactions were kind of boring, but, yeah. but they all grow on you. And I'm hoping that they'll do that with a show where, as, as we go, they become more interesting and more engaging, you know? Yeah, I hope so. Because uh, right now, like, I don't think I really care that much about any of the main characters in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if we go down the list, right, we've got Rand, who he's kind of, like, kind of generic right now. He hasn't he hasn't done much of interest, and mostly he's just, like, proving himself to be like, yep, I do what I say I'm going to do. Chop the wood, that's what I'm supposed to do, that's what I'm going to do it. Matt is, like, scummy shithead, right? Like, I, I steal from people, <laughs> I... Uh, I'm kind of an asshole to my, yeah. and I, I'm lazy, but you know, not not much fun. Perrin doesn't talk much because he's still going through this trauma of having killed his wife. So whenever someone asks him about anything, he's like, <gasps> "I killed my wife," you know. So that's, that's kind of like that's <laughs> yeah. his character right now. Yeah, good talk, Perrin. <laughs> you keep at it. Egwene <laughs> uh, is, you know, kind of just I don't know what, what is Egwene. Just along for the ride at this point. Yeah, yeah. she's a tourist. Yeah, yeah. She, she hasn't done much of interest. Nynaeve, I would say, is the most interesting Emmons fielder right now and she doesn't always feel very nice I would say she's actually too nice for Nynaeve to be perfectly honest absolutely yes because yeah. Nynaeve should be like she hasn't arrogant really, she hasn't gotten angry or talked down to anybody yet yeah, yeah. she was being a kind of a dick to Lan early on but only just because she thought he would you know what the weird thing is like clearly Lan and she have this like relationship burgeoning here and I like I get it. I get why Lan is into her. Yeah. Right? She's yeah. nice. She's pretty. She's, she's got, she's capable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, which is totally different from the books. And like, the books are like, why? understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Nynaeve is so likable. I was like, well, this is not Nynaeve. What is going on here? Yeah. 
uh, yeah. So hashtag not mine any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so yeah. We'll see where they go with it. Um, I feel like they have a long a long road ahead if they're going to make these characters into into uh, characters that I care about. So we'll see how it yeah. goes. Okay. So that's it for this episode. Uh, next time you hear from us, it'll probably be uh, the the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, all eight episodes. Uh, I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And uh, please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.